you trying to choose between two kitchen designers and the cabinet brands they represent? Well, then you'd better call Paul. Hi, Tina. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Wonderful. Welcome to Calls with Paul. So um, uh, it was Dutch made cabinets was the first cabinet brand that you asked about. Is that right? Yes, I'm right now um, considering, uh, I understand Crystal has more than one line and uh -huh. their uh, upper line. And um, I really um, also like some things about the Dutch made line. I'm, I'm a lot interested in finish. I want a painted finish on part of it and wood on part of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know how to, I don't, I, I haven't read anything. There's not very good reviews to learn about Dutch made. So I'm looking at Dutch made now, handcrafted door choices. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at them. I've never heard of them off the top of my head. Uh, okay. Their website, when we go to their website, doesn't have a ton of information here. I can see that they make inset cabinets as well as frameless cabinets so they make both mm -hmm. kinds of cabinets custom colors wire brush texture so it seems like you know they're a higher end more expensive brand that must be a pretty small company if i haven't heard of it how well they do their job there's i i really can't tell since i haven't i haven't heard of them and they don't give mm -hmm. any information on their website about you know how they construct their cabinets or or really anything else but it looks like it's a more expensive brand and usually when you're in those more expensive brands they'll make a, a cabinet almost as well as you want it you just have to make sure that you're ordering the right thing once something is custom or high-end semi-custom if you don't ask for it you'll get all particle board cabinets so you have to ask for yeah. what you want um yeah I i'm not my um my builder does a, a lot of built-ins himself um, and, and they're very, very good. Um, but I don't want that in my kitchen and maybe a couple of other high service areas. But um, I'm, I'm, I have presently um, a variety of cabinets in my home. I have now I have Dura Supreme mm -hmm. and I have Rambo. I didn't see, is Rambo on your comparison list, Jay Rambo? Um, no, but I've certainly heard of Jay Rambo. I don't think we have Jay Rambo. Let me see. No, I was very I've heard of them, but I don't, we don't rank them or rate them. Yeah. Sometimes the reason yeah. companies don't get rated isn't that we haven't heard of them. It's that none of the designers that work for the work for me or, or, my, or myself have ever seen one of their cabinets and their websites give us no information. So I could look up yeah. Jay Rambo and see but uh, that mm -hmm. could be the reason why they're not listed. Well, both of these lines come very highly recommended. I like both of the, they're both the places that I'm interviewing are certified kitchen designers. And I, I liked the two places I've narrowed it down to. I like, mm -hmm. um, I think that because I know I want an offish white finish and even though my husband and I are not youthful anymore and are easy on things. We have grandkids and other people here. And I think that my tipping point on either one of these lines is finished. And I don't know how to learn more about 
yeah, how I, I they're going to comply think, but, other than calling them directly. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's, we haven't really noticed any difference on painted finishes. Almost all the companies that are doing faint, painted finishes are doing them a, a, a num, a, only a couple of different ways. And it, as long as they're real companies, as long as they're, yeah. so like your contractor that does cabinets on his own, he probably doesn't have the technology or the painting ability to really use conversion varnishes or any kind of heat heated conversion varnish. So the, the surfaces that a contractor builds himself or will never be as durable as the paint finishes on a, a, a real custom cabinet brand where they're made mm-hmm. in a factory mm-hmm. under, you know, different mm-hmm. kinds of conditions. So that's why, mm-hmm. you know, some things lend themselves to getting cabinets from custom cabinet brands. Certainly kitchens do because everybody's, everybody's time tested and the finishes are all time tested and approved and are durable for all of these different cabinet brands. I don't think you're going to find any difference from one to another in the, the longevity of the finish, the least expensive cabinet brands, surprisingly, will have the nicest finishes until you get up to the higher end semi-custom cabinet brands. And the reason for that is some of the least expensive cabinet brands, the finishes are being done overseas and their uh-huh. finish process is labor intensive. So it's really not mm-hmm. going to get to a higher end cabinet line, but one that's still below the levels you're looking at, I think. But it's not until you get to the, you know, to a, you know, craft made or a field stone or a star mark or something like that, that you get back to the same quality in finish looks wise on a painted finish. However, on a stained finish, how nice the stain is, is directly proportional to the cabinet line, it seems. So as you get more expensive, the finishes get nicer and nicer until when you get up to the most expensive custom cabinets, the stained finishes won't even look like kitchen cabinets anymore. They'll look like fine furniture. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so durability-wise, well, you know, I don't think that you have anything to worry about with any of these brands. Okay. All right. I just don't know how to choose between the two. And I thought that um, if I had learned a little bit about that process, then it might help. I don't know how to how to pick. But yeah, anyway, well, I, can't, I guess... Can't, I mean, most of these companies are using Sherman Williams makes the, for a painted finish, Sherman Williams makes the two-part conversion varnish that 95% of these custom cabinet brands are going to be using. So they're actually all okay. using the same paint. So okay. there's a couple okay. of, there's a couple of uh, companies that might be using a spray on powder that then is melted in ovens and, even that, some people tout that as being better. We haven't really noticed a difference in durability. So once you get to mm-hmm. the lines, I don't think that for the painted surface, which is the least durable, the stained surface is going to be very much more durable I know. than the painted I know, surface. but it's a long, dark winter up here, and I need a little <laughs> light. And, and I'm a traditional girl, so, you know, anyway. Yeah. I'm going to blend. I'm going to have a, I'm going to, I have a wall that's going to have my coffee bar and some things on it, and the island will be wood. But my L and my U, I guess it is, kind of, um, is, is going to be 
is going to be a an off whitish color. And so Sherwin Williams, I I had a I thought I had a Benjamin Moore color before, but maybe the color's been a Benjamin Moore. Yeah, the color, Benjamin the, the color is Sherwin Williams. And even the color that's it's quite confusing for people. It's Sherman Williams happens to do it, but it's not the same paint that and the same colors that they have for house paint. So it's a mm-hmm. totally different kind of paint. So I got it. You have if you if the people will pick a bench, people will pick like a Sherman Williams color or a Benjamin Moore color, whatever this color might be. I mean, white dove is a very popular Benjamin Moore color. So yeah, we'll then have the cabinet company color match that color. And then the cabinet company color matches it, but the color match process is done by Sherman Williams and it doesn't even matter. They're color matching their own colors. And then they they make a color and then the people go to paint the moldings or other things in the kitchen. Yeah, They don't, what you have to actually do is take the piece of wood from your cabinet that was color matched for a different process and you can bring that to Benjamin Moore or Sherman Williams, and they'll color match your cabinet. And do it that cabinet. direction. But that, Got but it. That's very good. At that. But yeah, you can't go to that. It happens. We've had customers that we've told this to. It goes in one ear right out the other. They run to the store. They get a gallon of the same named paint, and it's a terrible match because right. the color matching process for kitchen cabinet paint is very less exact than the color matching process for the paint that they're scanning and making paint for you. So always go. Okay. Let me ask, let me, that's, that's really a very, very good advice. Let me just ask a little bit more about that. Is this a um, latex paint? It's It's, not oil-based, is it? No, it's not allowed to be. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice, Okay, but it's not allowed to be anymore. So yeah. it doesn't even matter okay. if it comes from overseas. The federal government cracked down on everybody like 2018, 2019, and everybody's mm-hmm. pretty much. And that's one of the reasons why everybody's using the same products, because yeah. you don't have to do all the. If somebody else has done all the testing for you, you don't have to do right. any of this testing and everything else. And your your finish is certified yeah. um, after 2019. Okay. The federal government is regulating cabinet companies to the level that California used to. California had wow. what called CARB-2 compliance and the federal government made their own thing up, but essentially it's exactly the same as, mm-hmm. almost exactly the same as the CARB-2 compliance that California had been regulating for a long time. Okay, so then along these same lines, let's say that I want to choose my color and I get a door sample or whatever. And it's like, okay, yes, that's the color I want my cabinets to be. I I don't order them or they're not made, you know, yet. Mm -hmm. It will still be that color. And I can still choose trims based on that sample because it will be consistent. Even if I order two months later, it will still match that color. Well, here's the issue. When you get a custom color from a cabinet company, that's a good, this is a good reason not to get a custom color is just Mm -hmm. that if the cabinet company has their standard colors and you like that color or enough that it's not that you don't like it that much less than a custom color, it's better to get the standard color because 10 years from now, if your kitchen gets damaged in any way, they'll always save that formula and always have that color. Most custom cabinet companies 
If you pick a custom color from them, they'll duplicate it. They'll have it matched by Sermon Williams. They'll make a sample wood block for you. You'll have to sign the back of that wood block and send it to the cabinet company or the designer will have to send it to Dutch Made or Crystal or whoever just when they send your order in. And then that cabinet company usually holds on to your color match sample for a year or two. But after two years, they throw them all away usually. And then if you Mm -hmm. need to have your color matched again, you have to go through the whole process all over. And it usually costs, Mm -hmm. depending on the cabinet company, anywhere from a couple of dollars to three hundred dollars. Right. Color match. Well, that's another that's a um, that's another good point um, as I'm comparing these two to see if there's one standard color with one that I really like a lot more than the other, I guess that could sway. And so then if I'm looking at Crystal's um, higher end, mm-hmm. uh, who else would I want to compare those to if if that rep uh, designer was in my area? People always put brand above person. And how good the kitchen designer is so dependent upon not only how good your kitchen comes out, but also how organized and how seamless the ordering process and everything else is. And while someone being a CKD definitely guarantees that they can't be incompetent, it doesn't have any way mean that they're, that they're actually good. I've certainly met CKDs. No CKDs I have ever met are actually incompetent. That would be impossible. It's too hard to become a CKD to be incompetent. But I've met lots of CKDs that were poor designers. So they, they got they passed all the tests and everything else. But you know what? They, you know, and there's some great designers even that I've, I know of that if you get a kitchen from them, you're probably not going to get a good kitchen. And the reason has nothing to do with the knowledge that they have. It has to do with their personality and that they're not, their personality isn't strong enough to help their customers override their bad ideas so a lot of the times the best kitchen designers are telling you no when you don't want to hear it and are encouraging you to do things you know customers come to us with all kinds of ideas of things that they want to do and things that they think that are important to them and the best kitchen designers find a way to get them to pick things that are more sensible or better investments or a lot of Mm -hmm. different ways and those kitchen designers have lots of different techniques There's no question Mm -hmm. I am one of the bluntest and hardest designers on customers generally. And I've met people. I like that, actually. (laughs) One of the reasons is it saves a lot of time. That's one of the reasons that I do it. It saves a lot of time. I am am a little bit, um, I did just do uh, eight years ago a full kitchen about the size as the kitchen I'm going to do now. Mm -hmm. I do know what I like. I'm not. Everybody, I have in my budget a wolf range. I just want induction. I don't want that. I want a double ovens and induction. I know how I cook. I don't want that. I know it's beautiful and it's real sexy in the kitchen, but I don't want that. And so I am opinionated and you, even with your bluntness, couldn't talk me into a gas range because I don't oh, want But that. that's, that's so, anyway. yeah, the, 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 the appliances that you're using are very personal taste specific, but actually mm-hmm. the design itself most customers will have convinced them that they they cook a certain way and they need their kitchen designed a lot of the times a certain way. And the reality is that human beings function 
certain ways. And even if mm-hmm. you become used to something, we know that if there's some functionally better design, mm-hmm. that customers mm-hmm. will actually acclimate to that better design in a matter of a couple of weeks. And so- Yeah, that's, you know, really, and, that's really smart. That's and, right. And, and the other thing too is people come up with all kinds of convoluted reasons for things, even kitchen designers. So kitchen designers will tell you all kinds of things, reason, rationales for the things that they do. We're all sort of prejudiced. Human, or human beings are all sort of prejudiced. And the best kitchen designers sort of aren't prejudiced. Sometimes customers come up with better designs than I did. And it's startling. But, you know, sometimes the reason I didn't come up with the better design was because I didn't think it would be within their budget. And so I sort of had eliminated yeah. it without talking to them. Yeah. Or sometimes, you yeah. know, they'll say something that I just was thought was too intrusive. Well, what if I get rid of my staircase and put the staircase someplace else in my house? Well, gee, that would be really expensive. And I didn't measure your whole house and think about where else your staircase could go. But if right. it happens, I am so happy and it's so interesting to me that somebody came up with something better than I did. I have nothing. Yeah. You know, good designers have nothing invested in their own designs. They're only invested yeah. in good design. Well, and I, I'm kind of a practical girl. And, and, and so I really need my designer to help a lot with the beauty. I mean, I know I don't want a whole bunch of glass cabinets because I don't want to look at my stuff. I don't have beautiful stuff. I don't want to look at my stuff. I don't have to keep it clean. I just want doors. So give me a pretty door instead. And I already destroyed a kitchen of marble. So I know I want a quartz type product because I'm too hard on a kitchen. So well, I can't have that as beautiful as it is. So. Quartzite. You could get quartzite. Quartz- or granite. It's not marble is the least durable surface you can pick. Quartz is not it was the, most. the most beautiful though. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's totally beautiful, but it's, it's totally not durable at all. And it etches scratches and stains yeah. very easily, but granite yeah. is more durable than quartz in a lot of ways. Quartz has a melting temperature of 420 degrees or something like that. And so you can take a pot off your stove that's been right on the flames. If you were to put that on a quartz countertop, you would probably singe the countertop. Although with induction, Mm -hmm. well, with induction, you know, maybe not so, so much. Yeah, but but you can uh, still, I mean, an iron skillet, an an iron skillet can... um can have a lot of heat in the pan, even if, you know, yeah. you've... anyway, I, I, I will revisit the stone situation, but I haven't been attracted to granite because it, it, it's not going to come in the, the colors part. you like, if you like, but quartzite might, that's the compromise yeah. thing that people might. So I looked, yeah, I looked at, I looked at, I've just been introduced to quartzite. So I will um, revisit that when I, yeah, um, I think somebody showed me that, but anyway. Don't you like one of these designers more than the other? Yeah, but I'm sli- I, I, I slightly like one a little bit. She's more convenient for me, and I like her, but I'm kind of drawn to the other product, the Dutch-made product, a little yeah. bit more. There's a particular – She sp- I spoke also – there was a detail that I really like in my existing – kitchen and when I tried to describe it to her and show up and then I eventually showed a picture she knew exactly she called it a lamb's tongue or something and there's a, a book that I guess everybody uses but the other designer didn't connect with me on saying oh yeah that you're looking this when I was trying to communicate with her this detail that I liked on the island so okay. I mean just there was a few things 
and she, I had seen a picture that she had done that I really thought the, it was actually a glass ca uh, cabinet that I would use just in one little area over my coffee bar area. That was a very beautiful detail that I liked. And I don't know if, anyway, but I just don't know. I don't want to, I don't know how to judge. I think they're both good. So mm -hmm. I just don't quite know how to judge. And I may just pay them both for a, a design and see how the cost comes out, compare it as a cost well, function. If, you're very, if, I feel like, if you're very brave, you could send us the design that they come up with and I'll, I'll critique it for you and at least prevent any issues from arising that, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a very rare event that we get sent designs that we don't find mistakes in. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even you can be an amazing kitchen designer or a good kitchen designer and maybe not realize some engineering issues that you have with your design or a mm -hmm. very common one is people are overly optimistic. For example, I don't know how high your ceilings are. Um, do you know how high your ceilings are in the room? They're 10. They're going to be 10 foot. And are you going all the way up to the ceiling with cabinetry? Well, um, I... I I will either have it going all the way up or I will have a soffit to come mm -hmm. down because I I don't want it to be open above the cabinet. So however we resolve that, it won't be open. It'll either be cabinetry or trim or something or soffit or something that, that Yeah, I mean usually the two ways the to do it is to have, you know, smaller cabinets on top with larger trim to get you up to 10 feet or to do a tray ceiling or a coffered ceiling, what's the door style? Is it very traditional or is it more contemporary that you're thinking? So right, it's, it's more traditional. And right now I have an all inset in my kitchen and I like mm -hmm. it a lot. I like it a lot better. I have um, exposed hinge on my white cabinets and I have the, um, they're inset, but they have like a hinge you don't see. And so they have soft yeah. clothes and stuff on them. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I, I, in the dark, in the wood cabinets, the not perfect alignment, the shadow lines of the inset not being perfect, you know, eight years later doesn't really bother me on the wood cabinets, but mm -hmm. it's a little bit more bothers me on the light painted wood. Mm -hmm. So, and then that also is a little more restrictive in design, right? Because I don't like to just have two cabinets coming together. I want, I need a divider in there. So in order for my, me to be happy with that. What do you and mean? so. Why do you need a divider? Like, because I don't like the doors to come together without something in the, in the middle when they're white, because that gap in there bothers me. Oh, well, the gap, even if it, you did a gap, the gap between the doors should be less than the gap between the door and the, the frame of the inset. Well, I just thought I was going to see my stuff in there. So I, no, was, everything I mean, only, is, if, only if you had lights that in some way were shining through. So if you had in, lights yeah. that were directed oh. at it, you might be able yeah. to do at least a little bit of a line of the shelf. But that's actually mm -hmm. a rare thing if they're, if they're pretty close. And the, yeah. you know, what, what you notice too, when you were talking about the, the doors and the gaps not being perfect, even with the finial hinges that um, you're, you, the, right. the, the doors on the outside now, they make them with adjustments. They're not anywhere near as adjustable as the ones that you can't see though, the ones that you can't right. see, but it's also hard to adjust. It's like every time I go out to a job site to 
to adjust somebody's hinges, I seem like I feel like I'm learning it all over and all over again because it's you know it's mm. not it's not necessarily intuitive. I'm turning one of these. There's six. There's six way adjustable hinges. So the six different screws and different things and the tracks are the same way. There's six different adjustments you can make on the tracks. And so you're moving things back and forth. And first you have to make it worse to be able to figure out how to make it better. But they're all, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these things are more adjustable than they used to be. So you should be able to correct some of these things. Well, my, 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 um, seems like there seems to be a trend here now away from the inset where they're doing the full overlay and getting you know, a look that's nice. And I kind of, I don't mind it, but I think I'm going to be more drawn to that in my bathrooms and my laundry room. I have other rooms where there's cabinetry. I have a a couple of offices and things like that. So I'm more probably going to be inclined to do that in those spaces than I am. They do another thing different here than back. I live in Maryland the other time. I used to live in, um, I lived in um, Bill Radner. You know, mm-hmm. where that, you know where that is. Yeah, I used to live in Radnor. Sure. Yeah, years ago, years ago. My husband worked in St. David's. Anyway, um, but then we lived in the, we live in the D.C. area. But Radnor is the main place. line of Pennsylvania. It's the train yeah. system. So that's the name of our company, yeah. Main Line Kitchen Design. Yeah. Radnor's on the yeah. main line. Yeah, and my girlfriend lives in Devon and all yeah. right there. But anyway, back to the, in in Maryland, when I did my kitchen there, the kitchen cabinet people also installed. They 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 were all a team, the installers with the the designers mm-hmm. and the suppliers. Here, my builder installs. Not I like I like kitchen. that system. Yeah, I think that's a better system actually. I Do think, you? Yeah. I think the companies that everybody you can't do everything well in this life. So if people specialize in the different things that they do, they'll do, they'll do a better job. And then there's also not really any finger pointing. So when the the cabinet company is installing the cabinets for you, well, the builder is the one or the person that comes before them is the one that had to make all the ceilings level. If it was required to make the moldings come out, Right, they have to be responsible for, for, you know, doing all the prep work and uh, aligning the electric so that it's the under cabinet lighting's coming in the right place and and everything mm-hmm. else. They have responsibilities that if there's not one brain sort of following all of this, it's sometimes yeah. a bad idea. So generally, yeah. if a company is a design and build company, I find at least they tend to do a much better do- job building than they do designing. And if a company, yeah. just a cabinet company that makes, you know, sells you cabinets and then installs the cabinets for the builders, then that's sort of, that, I always think that that's sort of weird. That means that they're, they're, they really, the, the builders that they're working with, you know, looking for this and they're supplying it because the builders aren't capable and the builders really yeah. should be able to install the cabinetry and because they yeah. they should be seeing the whole process from one from from one point to another. But, well, I, mean, it, I I that's the way they do it here, and and mm-hmm. um and and my this builder also does like all the bookshelves and all the stuff. They have a they have a cabinet maker, yeah, 
company here that makes and does what they want and they input anyway. So I, it should be good. Well, yeah. well, um, I, I, you've given me a lot to think about and sure. I just, I think I like both of these and I hate to eliminate one and um, I'm not opposed to having a little oversight when we get to that point. If I feel like I just wish I had one more opinion um, and, and, uh, and you have an arrangement where you, um, you know, review, I don't know what you're, it's free from the time you, you send, us the, you send us the printouts of your design and I can, I'll look at it and I, I'll comment it on the same two hour slot that we have. And okay. you know, the one thing, if you, you got 10 foot high ceilings, if the room is at all rectangular, then, it it, then I think I really like a tray ceiling or if you want mm-hmm. more ornate, a coffered ceiling coming down to like nine feet, six inches, six, six inches or nine feet, three inches, and then having cabinets go up from there. Do you know what a coffered ceiling is? Where they're like- Yeah, little- I do, but I, yeah, but I, um, I'm, it, it's coffered where the, um, there's an angle, like it returns at an angle up to the ceiling or something. No, as no, to coffered vertical. is, oh. tray ceiling is where there's a soffit that comes down around the whole perimeter of the whole room. And then yeah. usually that soffit then isn't that deep. Usually it's maybe six inches or nine inches deep. And then inside the soffit, there's another level of whole molding going around the inside of the soffit. And then the cabinets have moldings on top and they reach the soffit. But because the whole soffit goes around the whole rectangular room, the middle of the room is recessed up. And that's what a tray ceiling is. And a coffered ceiling, you'll recognize it when I describe it. It's that same tray, except that it's divided. The middle tray in the middle of the room is divided into boxes. And each one of these boxes has like trim going around it. So it's much more ornate. So when you do that, it's, yeah, that might be too ornate for for your style. But when you do that, it really gives the room character and you don't have Mm -hmm. this overly oppressive height of cabinets that you have yeah. a, if you have a nine inch tray then you can have nine inches or seven inches of molding and then the cabinetry goes the rest of the way and then the, the little cabinets that are on top aren't too big they're sort of the perfect size and then the bigger cabinets that are below those little cabinets are a really good size too and all the numbers mm-hmm. are work out when it's 10 feet yeah. you try to go all the way up with 10 feet with moldings either the size of the doors of the cabinets become a little bit too big, either the top ones or the bottom yep, ones. Yeah. The moldings get too big. Something's getting too big and the tray yeah, ceiling even, solves it. To be honest with you, I didn't even want 10 foot ceilings because yeah. I, I don't want the house. I wanted nine foot. My here, Here's my problem. I'm right on Lake Michigan and I want to look out my front windows with with big windows and mm-hmm. not bring my window height down so this is the whole reason I ended up with the 10 I have nine foot upstairs but um I have 10 foot on the main level and it's really all because we've got a really lovely view here and I want to see all of as much of it as I can so it's caused some problems because I like I'm right now living in a in a house that I, I went from a house in Texas that had high ceilings to my house in Maryland that has like, what is it? Eight, but there's a little bit, it's not eight, three, it's eight, six or nine or something or other. I don't know. It's not nine. And 
I like it. My furniture fits better. It doesn't look lost on the wall. I just like it, but I want to be able to see out those front windows and see well, those as much. Windows, so we're there. The trim on those windows, I'm sure, doesn't go up to the ceiling. The trim on those windows probably stays at least nine inches below the ceiling, right? Um, no, the, they do it so that like I have eight foot doors mm -hmm. and then there's a transom over it mm -hmm. and it goes up and it's, there's just a small between the window trim and the crown. Uh, they basically just trim between those cause there's not enough space to have wall. It's just, I don't know. It's not, it's not significant. So you, but you have the crown. Yeah between the window there's a little yeah, there's bit of crown. trim so you would if you did a tray ceiling you would take all the crown off of the perimeter of the room you would build the soffits down and then the, the crown would go around the inside perimeter of the room then and it, mm -hmm. it, you know if, if you want if you like uh if you send us the designs or if you we, we can yeah. uh, we yeah. can send you maybe some links if we have your email address to what a coffered or yeah. a ceiling would look like. I can Google it. Yeah, so, you can Google anyway. coffered or go on house.com, Google tray or coffered yeah. ceiling. You can sort of see what it looks like. Sometimes it's done poorly, yeah. but if it's done right, yeah. it looks nice. Yep, yep. All right. Well, okay. that's all well, talking um, to you, Tina. Comment, comments that I had um, wanted to discuss. So I'm glad you brought that up. So good, good. All right. Well, I don't know if I, I have any more clarity, but I have a lot more information and I have some more okay. questions that I want to ask. So I really appreciate it. Thank you All so right, much. Good enough. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Mainline Kitchen Design Podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer, Paul McElary. This podcast was brought to you by Brighton Cabinetry, high quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.